Welcome to Shotgun Sports USA. Powered by Winchester Ammunition, the American legend. If your thing is clay target sports, you're in the right place. Listen to the best shotgun shooters from all over the world in every discipline. Championship winning coaches, gun clubs, target setters, vendors, as well as companies that make it all happen. Check us out online at ShotgunSportsUSA.com. Like us on Facebook and follow on Instagram. Shotgun Sports USA is also driven by Beretta. Beretta, the number one choice of champions. Also brought to you by Rick Hemingway's Promatic Trap Sales, Cole Gunsmithing, Clay Target Vision, Castellana USA and Ultimate Shooting Accessories, Sound Gear, Clay Shooter Supply, and Falcon Strike. My guest this week has definitely been on top of his game for 2023. We talk about the ups and downs so far in his shooting career, his coaching business, a few funny stories, and what his plans are for the future. This guy is always fun to talk to. Welcome to the show, Todd Hitch. Todd, what's up, man? Not much. How are you doing, Justin? Thanks for having me on. I think the last time that I talked to you was the episode we did with the junior team before they went over. I think you were actually in England when we talked, and uh, all that's over with now. Let's talk about that for a second. How was your How was your trip over there? And you know, just talk about the turnout of the World Championship. Yeah, the uh, the, the trip overseas this year was a great trip. I got to be in England for two weeks. So there would be tours for the week before and shot the world championship the week of uh first shoot was the World English. It was at EJ Churchill. It was first time for me at EJ Churchill. It definitely is a fantastic venue. I recommend by going there. We got some fantastic food food on site for you, Justin. So maybe I have yes. to come over next time. Yes. Uh the targets were good. Everything was fair. Then then the entire team USA we flew from England. Over to Hungary, uh, thankfully, we we made our flight. I may or may not have made Zach came on month to the airport. She may not be happy with me about, but uh, you made him run. Made flight. <laughs> I've never seen Zach run. <laughs> yeah, no, he he didn't look, look too happy. Yeah, we got to the gate and looked behind me, and he looked like he'd seen a ghost. So I'm not <laughs> sure if that's a sign or not. He's about to pass out. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, I, I did him a favor. I kind of, I kind of made him one. I will say that because I, I, he didn't think we were gonna make the flight, and I said, "Yeah, we all let's do it." And I grabbed his luggage and just took off running. So I kind of made him. <laughs> but if if we wouldn't have made the flight, we wouldn't we would would not have made it hungry that day. So it worked out. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. All right, so World English at EJ, World Feed Task and Hungry, right? How did the team finish at World English? A uh, junior team at World English. Uh, we. Fortunately, we shot very well that week, and we would uh, walk away with the junior gold for the team, so it worked out very well. Then uh, we flew over to hung- uh, Hungary, and we were fortunate to win the, uh, the team gold over there as well. 
this is this your first time overseas? This, this it was my first time to England, okay. uh, but it was not my first time overseas. I've gone over. I went over last year and the year be and year before that into uh, Hungary and Italy. Okay, so you've been to first time EJ, second time to Hungary. Yes. Okay. Which place do you like the best? I like I liked England the best. So I liked England due to the the greenery and the weather. It was more more the the background relative to the targets were more like East Tennessee. Yeah. Uh, but the, the the variation in terrain and coloration that we had in, in Hungary this year was probably second to none. I've I've never seen anything like it before. It it truly did look like you were shooting on Mars. There was red clay everywhere. Some of the hardest targets you ever shot. Was, I know for a fact that there were several of the Team USA members say that they'd never shot a target like that before, and that says something. You know, the uh, one of the cliffs, uh, Phil Gray actually, you know, sorry, one of the parkours, Phil Gray straighted it, and I, I didn't think it was a straightable parkour. It had the parkour was tough all around, and the last peg had, I'd say, a 90 to 95-yard bat two off the top of a koi. It, it was very... It was almost identical to a, a target I set on the court at my farm, and I, I never thought I'd see a target that big in a competition. Did you hit it? No, no. And I, was, <laughs> I was expecting to because I, I actually recognized the target, and I was like, "Well, I, here we go." And that practice paid off, but didn't quite pay off. At least there's only one bird that you shot one time, so <laughs> worked out. You know, Fetas just takes so long to shoot. Yeah, the uh, the first day at uh, at Ward Fitas, they had some issues with the targets. There, there was so much strain that getting the targets to the traps on the trucks fractured the clays. So there ended up being quite a few no birds, and it ended up taking us uh, five hours to shoot fifty targets that first day. Uh, thankfully, they they figured out the issue and went back, and there was no further issues the rest of the weekend. Five hours to shoot fifty birds. Yes. No, yes, no, I'd have got it was on a very long day to say the least. I mean, what was you like? Is I think I saw a picture of somebody laying up under trees. Is that why they were doing that? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I may or may not have a picture of uh, Thaddeus, the photographer, taking a, a nap laid out on the red clay. May or may not. There's one thing. There's one thing about you, Todd. You've always, you've always got something up your sleeve. I don't care what it is. You could be at a well, shoot somewhere here, and something's going to happen if you're close to Todd. So it just happens everywhere. Hey, I must tell you, if you're not having fun, well, then you don't need to be there. So, yeah. and if you look at it, anybody that's ever had a good day of shooting, which everybody has, you've never had a good day of shooting without having fun. Me and you've had a few good times like that. That's that's for sure. So yeah, we definitely have. All right. So five hours to shoot 50 birds. What else you got to say? Let's talk about the positive stuff. Yep. So hungry. I was there for. Uh, I was only there for the week of the tournament. We flew in Sunday, uh, Sunday morning. Then we were there through the following Sunday. There for the, so we were there for seven days total. Yeah. During the weeks, I got to go tour at Thomas uh, Tomas uh, Jaring's place. He's the, the he was the target setter for this year's World Fitas. He's got a fantastic facility. Um, I could be mistaken on this number, but I believe he's got twenty six. Fitas pegs set up at his facility. It's, it's one of the best training grounds I've ever shot at. Wow. They throw fantastic targets and are very similar to targets you see in tournaments. So if anybody's in Hungary, I'd highly recommend going. Um, 
shot there twice the week before, sorry, twice the week of in preparation for the shoot. Um, was fortunate to to shoot good enough there on the last day. I ended up shooting my shooting my last par call to uh, to win the junior world title by one bird. So it was a very very good week to say the least. Yeah, have you won the junior world championship yet? I have not. No, not no. I've not. So hopefully this year I can. This upcoming year I can win it for for sporting, so I can check check both boxes. Uh, what is your, when's your last year as a junior? I believe I was actually talking to Dad uh, last night about this. I want to say I have one more year in junior. So if I, I was looking at the NCAA rule book, and it's it, it's based off of what age you are on January first, and I'll be turning twenty one in March of next year. So I believe I will have all of next year in a junior, except I think there was an exception for the world fit test. Because the fit test rule book says the year you turn 21, you're moved in open category. So I believe for the world fit test, I will be on, I'll be shooting open division. But for world English, I will be on the junior division. But I could be mistaken on this because I need to, yeah. I haven't officially gotten confirmation on, on my answers. All right. So you won your little trophy and then you came back to the US, right? Yes. All right. And then you turned around. And you flew straight out to California for the Hill East Nationals. Yes. Yeah. Flew flew home Monday night, did laundry Tuesday, and then Wednesday flew to California. But Wednesday I flew to Maryland, DC, picked up Hostew, then I flew to California with him. All right. So you shoot a little bit of everything. Yes. Do you not ever get tired of it? You you have to bounce if you feel it's it's definitely very easily get burnt out of touch. And that's part of the reason why you got to keep it fun. Because if you're not keeping it fun, you you burn yourself out very quickly. And that, I think it's part of the reason why I'm pretty pretty like minded and like to have have a good time while I'm at the shoots. Yeah. That because it, it keeps yourself from getting burned out. You enjoy it more and remember what you did. If, if you go to a shoot and you're feeling burnt out and not having fun, you won't remember anything from the trip. How do you have fun, but still stay competitive? See, that's a problem I think I would have. Like, if I'm really competitive, I don't know that I would want to have a whole lot of fun and joking around when I'm trying to be competitive. But you can do that. How do you do that? Yes, though there is a fine line between being too joke, too competitive, and and having too much fun where it keeps you out. You're not focusing well enough. The uh, the best thing I use example is this past weekend was the South Central Regional. I shot, shot 99 in the prelim. Missed my first bird out in my last station of course. I don't think I've, I've I haven't had that much fun on course in a while. Uh, the only reason I was able to shoot at that level while we were joking around that much while we we're on the course mm-hmm. is because I've I've helped and I've practiced this year figuring out how to get myself engaged in in focus mode. So it's, it's I've enabled myself to where I can essentially if I if I need to focus. It's it's go mode, and I'm I'm locked in, focused, ready to go, and I'm able to step in and out of that easier than I have this year than I have in the past. And in past years, I've not been able to do that. So that's how I balance keeping it light and keeping it fun while still while still focusing. Now you you're not joking around too much, and you're just joking around. You may your buddies and stuff. You you're roasting each other back and forth for for saying something or doing something funny as as you normally would. 
but you're not doing it while you're in the stand. When you essentially when you're that second shooter up or third shooter up, that's when you start putting that game face on, get your mind ready. All right, so you got back, you're you're done with Elise. All right. Now you're yeah. still you're still taking college classes, right? Yes, correct. I do do online college. All right, you're coaching, right? Yes. All right, you're shooting all these tournaments. How how you how, how do you have enough time to? I mean, this is a serious question. How do you have enough time to do all of this? So it was, I would just think something would have to give. Like you would have to just not be as good at something as the other. But I don't think that's the case. It's all it's all about time management. You got a lot of time in a day if you if you use it properly. So you have to manage it. Now there have been times in summer where I've done a very poor job of that, and it's been very stressed out a couple yeah. of weeks. But thankfully, if those weeks have not been enough tournaments and stuff, so it hasn't affected my shooting much. Um, so typically, if I'm doing a lesson, I'm doing eight, ten hours a day. That day, if I'm out out of state locations, I'll wake up. Say my lesson will start at nine a.m. I do nine to seven. I'll wake up at six to do lessons. So I do school from 6.30 to 8, drive to the club and get that 30 minutes before lesson, do do lessons all day. I'm watching the birds just like I'm shooting them. I'm, I'm teaching my students just to hold myself to as high of accountability level as I am. Then I get, get done with lessons, drive back, then I do, then I do school from, from about 8 to uh, 9.30 to 10. And do it all over the next day. Yes. That's crazy. All right, so let's talk about school. All right, you're taking online classes. What's your major? I'm a business manager major. Okay, which you probably won't ever use that degree, but at least you've got it. Do they have like a shoot management degree? Because that's probably what you need to be getting. No, that would be nice. That would be a lot easier for me to get A's in that class. Than business <laughs> that. Uh, but no, so I'm, I'm, my plan at the moment, uh, my old plan was to open both all these storage units on, on our family farm as a side job for what for what I'm doing currently. Um, but I'm actually going to open a uh, a wedding venue on our family farm. We've got a perfect spot for it in Louisville, Tennessee, a good view on top of the hill. So I'll, I'm going to open a, a wedding and event center with it. So I, I will get to use my business degree length for Yeah. Yeah, but you use business degree for a lot. You can use your business degree for coaching. I mean, um, you know, so you're coaching. And I didn't realize you were coaching like you are until I've been talking to you. But uh, you're traveling all over the country. Coaching. Uh, yeah, so since May, I believe I've been home 20 days since May. And you've been coaching or shooting since then? Yes. I'd say it's probably been 80, 80% coaching, 20% shooting slash travel. All right, and so just run me out to the end of the year. How many free days do you have? So between now, between now and December thirtieth, I'll have. Uh, well, essentially now, now into the first of the year, I have. I'll be. I have uh, the week and a half before nationals. I'll be at the house, but I have lessons at the house. Then I'll go from from nationals. I'll be home, do lessons that week. A uh, week after that, I'll be in Georgia giving lessons, and I'll go straight from Georgia to Dallas. I'll be giving lessons in Dallas. Then, uh, this, then it's Thanksgiving week. Then I get first of December. I have uh, the back. Well, sorry, the last three days of November, I'm giving lessons in Kentucky. Then after that, I'll be giving lessons in uh, Texas. Then I'll 
be in Nashville giving lessons December twenty uh sorry, December twelfth through fourteenth. And then it's the week of Christmas and New Year's where I'll be doing local lessons on house. And then in twenty twenty four, from up in, through January third through the Jack Links Cup, I'll be in Florida coaching at a Crow Creek plantation. What? So it's a busy schedule, say at least. <laughs> I had no idea, no idea yeah. that you that you coach that much. Yeah, that's crazy. We got, got a few openings in. I'd say I probably got three or four openings in October. Then, then the rest of it's going to be. I got a few openings in November and December. So, if anybody like a lesson, message me uh, sooner than later. Man, I had no idea that you coached that much. That is yeah. crazy. So I, I just. How do you have this much work to do as a, as a coach? I guess you, 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 the best advertisement for yourself is word of mouth and results of students. And thankfully, I've been able to I've been able to coach quite a few few students in Tennessee that have been very been able to achieve quite a bit at a national level and state level, and that's got my demand up. Uh, if I've got some kids in Texas, they're, they're looking very well. The one, the ones in Tennessee. Of one of them, one of my students is actually he's the president. And he's starting a student team at the University of Tennessee, and hopefully in next year and a half or so, they will be giving out scholarships. For and the contact on there is Wyatt Fields. Uh, he, he's the president of the club. I believe Christopher Keller is going to end up going there, and they're, they're looking at a few other very solid athletes to go go to that school as well. So just let's 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 call out a few of them of your students that are doing well. Who- yeah, so just just the ones off my top of the head, real quick. Uh, White Fields, he's he's one of my original students. He's been, he's done very well. Christopher Kelly, uh, Thomas Jacob, he actually won the North Central Regional Five Stand, beat me in the shootoff outright. Uh-huh. Uh, I've got a few up and comers in the ladies category. The Hillard Girls, they're looking very well. Uh, Dalton Bailey, he, he finished. He shot very well at the Tennessee State this past week. Uh, Charles Chelly, he's looking at going on a shooting scholarship. Uh, Ashley Sellers, uh, she's lady SCTP national uh, title holder. Uh, a student of mine, Luke Johnson, he he just signed to a Hill, Hillsdale College mm-hmm. up in Michigan. And there's, there's there's quite a few more, but those are just the ones listed off the top of my head, real quick. Wow. So what they're doing is they're they're taking lessons they're successful and they're telling their friends and their friends are telling their friends word of mouth like you said yeah you know definitely i did uh, uh jake slaves he's, he's a good shooter as well he's he's up on coma so you're so that means you're not practicing as much as you used to because you're coaching everybody and doing everything else for everybody else right yes. yeah that's correct so uh essentially because i've been watching so many targets and lessons if, if i'm giving a full week of lessons on average i'm I'm watching between eight to ten thousand targets a week that way. So I'm I'm looking at more birds than I ever have, but it's I'm not being behind the gun as much. And I think the the only reason that's helping me a lot is because how much I've shot in years past, where I've gotten my technique to a point where it's consistent enough. I'm not having them to do gun mountains every night. I'm not having them shoot five hundred to a thousand shares a week in practice. Now I'm able to well, I'm, as, as I'm looking at the birds, I'm moving with my body just as I would be if I'm shooting. That way I'm able to tell exactly what the student's doing. And it's allowing me to get good reads on birds. I'm watching birds and I'm able to benefit 
the shooters in a lesson and I'm I'm even myself getting something out of just by teaching myself the discipline to look at that many birds when your eyes are as tired as they can be. Um, I don't know if people know this, but you didn't take a whole lot of lessons yourself. Yes, yeah, so I'd say I've I've taken between ten and fifteen lessons total in my entire shooting career. Uh, no, I did not take a, a lesson until I hit master class. I've taken quite a few lessons from Tom C, and he, he's the guy I consider to be my my coach and mentor. I've looked up from him for a long time. He won won the first two shoots I've been at, and we talk on the phone quite often. We're actually getting ready to to shoot together in October for the Nationals. Then I've also taken a lesson or two from Wendell as well. He's helped me a good bit. So what what made you choose Tom as, as your coach? Yeah, he's he's closer to me. I've we kind of hit it off better. Yeah, our, our personalities alike, and we just had we just had a great friendship. And he seemed like he's always had 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 my very best interest in me, and I I would would enjoy hanging out with him. From what I can remember, a few years back, you went into a phase where you started shooting bad for you, like bad. I'm talking about bad. What was that dip? And when was that? And what was that dip? Yeah, so that was that dip was it was in 2020. Uh, it wasn't too bad of a dip, but it was just a dip that was very aggravating, frustrating as a shooter. I was shooting shooting very good. End up having uh, end up my head managed to end up being become two to three inches off the stock. When past it was only it was about half an inch or less. So uh, I was close enough to the bail, even though my head was not on the stock. I was keeping my head in a, con- in a consistent enough spot to the bail where my eye had learned the bail, the bird relationship. Mm-hmm. And as long as I looked at the bird good, I, I could shoot at a very high level that way. Um, and then, I, then my head ended up becoming two to three inches off the stock enough to where if I turned my head off to the side, my, my chin would actually over the comb of my gun and uh, they ended up losing that muzzle to uh, bird, barrel to bird relationship that I had because I did not have my head on the stock. Um, then that, that would that happen around April, April, May of 2020. Then I ended up causing a lot of flinches, or flinching bad enough to get, I about want to stop shooting. I had, I had numerous rounds where I'd be in a, in a on a winning school down one or two birds. I had a few stations get get the pressure kicks in a little bit, get a little bit tight, and ended up flinching because I I'd lost my my connection and it was searching. I ended up I was trying to look at too many things at once, cause end up causing eye to move too fast to be in front of the bird. End up putting so much lead on a bird, I have to stop my gun, which would be the flinch of my brain subconsciously telling myself not to pull the trigger. But because my eye would move so fast and was in the front of the bird, it was saying, you see it so clear, pull the trigger. When your brain was going, the lead's not right, don't pull the trigger. And it felt like your safety is on and you couldn't pull the trigger until the bird was about hit the ground. Uh, then October, a couple of weeks before, uh, Nationals is when the Gamel Cup got pushed back that year due to COVID. I was actually shooting Tom. Tom asked uh, Tom C to come over and 
and helped me uh, help me out see if he sees anything because I told him I was always struggling. It was very, very aggravating. And he, he he saw right away what what was the issue was. There's a, I lost the connection. So we kind of discussed, okay, it's time time to get head on the stock. And that was something I always thought about. But when you would shot so well, head off the stock, you don't really want to change anything. But sometimes you got to make that change for the for the long term better. So you know, him, Tom, and I end up putting a putting full gauze pads and blue painters type of my stock, and I shot the nationals that year and finished fifth overall at the nationals. So it was, and that was three weeks three weeks later after the lesson with Tom. So. It was, it was a tremendous help. All right. So before you had that lesson with Tom, what was your s- scores like? What did they dip down to? Shot a score after the incident happened. I shot a shot a sixty-seven at the Tennessee State fifth half. Yeah, was averaging low eighties, which eighty is not a bad score. But when you had been averaging ninety-five to ninety-seven previously, then you go. And, all of a sudden, you got, you're you 15 birds below your average, and you haven't been able to post to school. That's, that's really that's gotten you back up close to where your consistent average is. It was pretty aggravating. Wow, that's crazy. So how how are you shooting now? Is your head touching? I still say your head ain't on the stock, but you say it is. Is your I guess your head's on the stock now. So how I would, I say my head is on the stock enough. There's it, it's not fully mounted. If you look at Anthony or George Diggory, you can't see my cheek pull up on the stock. Uh, that is something I'm working on. I would like to have a little more cheek pressure, but granted, I'm also shooting good enough right now. I'm not sure if I want to change anything. For me, as long as I have a point of contact, I got as long as I know I can feel a connection between my face and the gun through the stock and have that point of connection, that's that's really the only thing that matters is you have that point of connection. It's when you have or no point of connection or had a point of connection and then lost it due to inconsistent point of connection, which would be head off the stock. That's when issues start to set in. So definitely I'm very glad I was able to get my head on the stock with, with Tom's help. And, yeah. and I definitely wouldn't be the shooter I am today without it. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about some tournaments this year. All right. I, you know I haven't been to many. I've been to like two or three, okay? So I haven't been able to keep up with what you and everybody else is doing without looking at Score Chaser. How have you been doing on the championship tour this year? Yeah, so this year, this year I've had a very good year. Definitely been my, my highest average and consistency finishes uh, I've had out in any of my years shooting. Started first tour stop this year was the US Open. I was fortunate to be be one bird off the US Open, uh, tied with Corey Cruz the third, lost the shootoff, shot fantastic in it. So that, that put me one bird off the US Open and fourth overall there. Uh, next tour stop was the uh, Northeast Regional in uh, Anthony Madrisa's place in and M in New Jersey. Uh, shot Jonathan Easy and I actually shot the same squad. Uh, him and I were neck and neck going to the last two stands, Ron stepping last down, first shoot up, and up. Missed two buds there. Joe steps up, shoots fabulous on the stand, and ends up ends up beating me by one bird. And it's pretty cool to see the number one, number two shooter on the uh, the same squad. Joe Finesi won the regional, and that was a second place finish for me. That was a northeast, then uh, go to the southeast regional. Had a fantastic shoot there. Ended up shooting 100 straight in the super sporting. 
are tied for one up in the five ten, I believe. Uh, was top five in fit tasks, then uh, then won the the main event. Then uh, had had no central regional uh, shot well there, uh, just shot well in everything but the main event. So still can't complain about that. Whenever you you, you went win a trophy that says HOA, uh, shot in a shoot off HO with Thomas Jacobs. He he beat me in the shoot off. Uh, so I was one up in the five stand there. Won the won the super sporting at the, the regional and they had a good finish in fit task. I think it was top five or top ten in that. I don't remember the exact finish. Uh, then then that was no central. Then come over, come back, and uh, have the the South Central regional, which is the last uh, cool stop of the year before nationals. And so fortunate shot had a very good show and they all shot my first event was. Prelim shot ninety nine and the prelim Leos was fortunate to win that. Uh, shot the the five stand the same day. Shot ninety six there. Managed to win that by one bird. Then then uh, shot very well in the main event. Had a had a very good last day on Sunday and high winds on on some tough targets and was able to win that by by four birds. So it's been been a good year so far. Uh, I believe it puts me in a a good standing to win the championship pool this year so hopefully i'll be able to finish strong in actions and do that and uh i think uh i might even have depending on what age category i'll be in next year if i'm in the open category i believe i actually will be the uh, the captain of the open team uh, due to how the points line up for this year if if i'm on the open team but uh, I'm not sure if I am or not. So it's been been a fantastic year. I can't complain about anything. So I heard you talking. You talked just a second ago about shooting with Joe. Tell me how you feel about the Super Squad. Yeah, Super Squad. Well, I like you a lot. Actually, uh, uh, Joe Finese and I shot together Super Squad at US Open as well. Um, I, I think Super Squad is 100% needed for the sport. It makes it. There's no. There's no hearsay. You were there. You, you saw everything. It takes takes a lot of elements out. As far as you have no variables of wind and weather conditions that can affect a course, what makes one course easier for the other shooter. So there's, there's, it's an even more even and level playing field. Uh, I, I do think it's definitely what's needed, and it's, it's in my opinion, it's the only, only way I think I'll sport if if we're gonna film it. It's not possible to film somebody on three different courses on three different rotations on three different days while trying to film 40 other competitors that that's not really feasible in my opinion so by convincing it down to one course well other top shooters school-wise going in that last day all on the same squad it makes it a spectator sport so i think it's very good for the sport and it adds an extra level of competitiveness to to the shooters because you know everybody standing beside you is in it to win it and they're trying to beat you and you're trying to beat them. So adds another element to it. Yeah. Yeah. I figured you would say that. Uh, most people do say that. Um, yes. I, I, it'd be interesting to know if eventually all of the regionals, U S open and nationals are going to stay on super squad or if some are going to do it and some aren't, you know? Yes. I, I, I would personally like to see all the regionals go to it. Like if you look at the national championship last year's Super Squad, how many people do you think were on there last? My my guesstimate was probably around two fifty or three hundred people. How many? How many would you say were out there watching it? 
man, I don't know. I, I told somebody this the other day. It's definitely the most amount of people that I've seen at one at a, I guess a rotation for sure. But the, it was like there was an energy there at nationals. I don't know how it would be anywhere else, but at nationals, it was like there was an energy, like everybody was, you know, like, I can't wait to see who wins this. And that's what I think was cool about it. Uh, I think for the shooters, it's probably fun for the spectators, people watching it's more fun. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's one thing to ride out there. Okay. We're going to ride out on a rotation. Oh, look, it's Todd shooting over here with, you know, whoever you're shooting with that day. Okay. We'll watch him shoot a couple of pairs and we'll leave. Right. But when it's a super squad, it's not like that. It's like, here's Todd and here's, you know, Zach and here's Joe and here's whoever all shooting yeah. together. Let's sit here and watch this whole, this whole squad shoot. Yeah, and that that exactly kind of goes to what I, was, I mentioned earlier. As far as it's hard to hard to watch people and spread out on different courses and rotations. Yeah, but yeah. I think another thing that would be very cool for the super squad would be on on that final day, have all the targets be flash targets, which I think that would be cool. The the only thing I that might potentially affect that because I, I believe flash targets are just a touch heavier because the the powder in them. And they might fly just a touch differently. That would be something you'd have to test out. I think that would be a very cool, even if you didn't do it the entire course, for that last station, have a flash target in there for, for that championship photo of the winner. That's that's going to be that's a headline of a magazine picture right there, cover photo. That is that is a, that's a cool idea. Even, and I know targets are more expensive when they're flash targets. I don't know how much more expensive they are, but even if I mean, even if that one course. There's flash targets for everybody. Yes. I mean, even they're, yes. they're more expensive, but it, you know, that way you can have flash targets when it comes to the final day of yeah. uh, you know, the super squad. You know, that, that'd be a good idea, especially because I mean, everybody likes getting a good picture of them shooting. You, not everybody gets the opportunity to shoot flash targets. I, I hadn't shot one for a long time. So by giving someone the opportunity, it's very cool to watch the breaks. Cause that's what you want. That's what you saw on the PSA and the YouTube videos that, I used to watch all the time. And if you, that'd be the spot. You know, that'd be given options for have a photographer on the course. That way, everybody mm-hmm. at the event gets their picture taken that way. Because then that gives more social media and marketing. Because if you get a cool picture, somebody's going to post it, mm-hmm. and that's just more more word of mouth spread at a very, in my opinion, a very cheap price. I'll tell you this too. My luck, you know, I chip a lot of targets. I could still look like I was smashing them. Yeah. You know, yeah. you just chip one. <laughs> I can yeah. just knock that front edge off. What I think gets to blow it up. What? There you go. Make you make you look like a master class shooter. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's right. So so last year on the super squad, didn't you have a guy on your squad that was like the only shoot he'd ever been to was a charity shoot and he ended up on the super squad super squad with yeah. you? Yep. Yeah. So he's super super nice guy. Uh we, we were trying to help him out as we went, but he he just it was jumped in a little deep, uh, so it was his first first time ever shooting a uh, NSCA register event. He, he, I believe, he said he had shot three charity shoots before. A super nice guy. Uh, I had I had to shoot mine. Nothing wrong with me shooting mine at all, uh, but my expectation was a little off just because you know, I was thinking super squad I'm shooting with Jack Desient and all that. That that would be the only thing I I would like to see a touch different about the super squad. It's not that. I have an issue with him being on it, but having an, the expectation of knowing who's going to be on the squad. So that way, something like that 
it's not that it didn't affect my shooting, but it, it was something that I was expecting. It was just something that it kind of like surprised you, maybe. Yeah, you know, it, oh. it, it, so if, if I was on my game, I it, I would have wanted, I would have shot as good as I could with or without, or I could have had an entire squad of people like him, and it wouldn't have mattered. But it just, yeah, as you said, it just kind of caught me off guard, surprised me a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think they're doing that again this year and you know, that's good for the sport though, because those people are still, you know, they're donating their money for that spot, which goes to, I think it goes to team USA. So, you know, I mean, it's still good to have those people out there and those kind of people like to like to, I mean, like to shoot with the good guys, you know? So it's, you know, this is, there's that, that fine line there where you got people willing to donate some money and, and, uh, they want to shoot out there with them good guys and, you know, I, th- I think it's good, Todd. Just close your eyes I'm, next time. Yeah. I mean, no, I mean, on. I think it's I think it's very good. The, the only thing I'm going to do differently. So whoever shooting my squad this year, I'm going to look up your name <laughs> just because, so, like, I've I've shot I've shot some amazing rounds and around people that's been the first shoot. I remember I shot a a 99 at the Georgia State one year. The person in front of me, I believe, shot a 27. So it did. It doesn't affect my shooting, but it just Caught me off guard with Maybe so. maybe affects you a little mentally, just not just shooting. Like, you know, yeah. just not just not it what you expect. Doesn't affect me as much as I'm shooting behind you, though. That, that never <laughs> me. You never never watch where I'm shooting. I promise you. There's, <laughs> there's no telling when I'm gonna pull the trigger. So, uh, did I see here recently? I want to say I saw you with some old fancy clothes on somewhere. Was you back in? It looked like you were in England or something. Yes, and I, I was back in uh, in England. Uh, two and a half, three weeks ago, I was over there. I've, I've been, uh, I've had a, a new brand ambassadorship with a company called Hadley's Field Shop. They're based out of uh, Highland Park in Dallas, Texas, mm-hmm. Palm Beach, Florida, and, and New York. They, it's a company. It's a, it's a, it's a American brand that makes all the products are handmade in Italy. And the, the essentially the design. If anybody's looking into upland hunting, uh, going on safari hunts, they do a lot of bespoke products, and they've given me the opportunity to uh, to work with them and represent their brand, which I'm very thankful for. So, and it is though their clothes are I will say are the best clothes I've ever tried on. They've they've got a shirt that's called the performance shirt, and yeah, you know, down down for the podcast. It literally feels like you're you're wearing a long sleeve shirt feels like you're standing in the refrigerator i'd definitely recommend by checking out like I've, I've got a big passion i've more my bucket list is to go over and do a driven driven pheasant or driven partridge hunting in england and have the full experience so i'm, I'm very happy to be partnered with this company and hopefully i'll get the opportunity to do yeah. that so tell me about the hat i'm kind of interested in this hat that you had on is this a hat so that, you're going to start wearing places yes yeah, so i don't think i'll i won't wear if I'm shooting clays, just because I've got other hats that are a little bit better suited for, for clay shooting, I guess unless I'm I'm shooting clays in England, then I then I will. But I've had, I've had a lot of comments on the hats. Maybe just maybe maybe you and I need to get one so we're matching. Well, you need to get one so we're matching. Who, who are your sponsors right now? Yeah, so my sponsor right now, I've got a Wilmington Ammunition, I got Chromatic Traps, Compton Choke. Uh, JD Wash Repel, so it's a it's a watch company. The guy's uh, name is Jamie Dollar. He's based out of Ohio, and he he does all the watches on eBay. Um, and I have a uh, Castellani USA, then 
Headley's Field Shop. Mm-hmm. You know, I've actually got a got two big sponsors that that may may be announced at nationals, which I can't say anything about now. But people will just have to uh, stay tuned and find those out. Well, uh-oh, got some big announcements coming up, huh? Yep. So it should be good. Now, I'm I'm very excited about. It, so if anybody wants to keep up with me, just uh, follow me on Instagram or add, add me on Facebook. That's that'd be the best way to keep up with it and and see the announcements. Now that you're, you know good status now you're, you're whatever you want to call it you're good you're, you know a good shooter is what i mean there, it seems like you're always you're coming up down the rumor mill right so yeah. are, are you what do you you rarely eat sugar right yes yeah, so but but they, you, but they I, say I, you're I, starting to drink every night is that right no i i believe that was uh that was incorrect rumor that got started uh, I'm i'm not a drinker i'm not 21 <laughs> I just want to. I just want to clear. Drinker, so I, was, I was a little annoyed when I heard that rumor. To be honest with you, that one kind of aggravated me a touch, especially because because I heard it at the World World Fit Test. So I was a little disappointed about this, that one going around. People really think you drink at night. That's what. That's what. That's what I was told. I'm, I, I, it kind of shocked me. I couldn't tell if the guy was joking or not. But then I think he saw the expression on my face and. And found that that was that was not true at all. All right, so t- tell me what he said to you exactly. Uh, so we were, we were standing at the ward ward task in between Paul Coles came up to me and he just introduced me just like you and me and Waps. He was like, uh, "I thought it's nice nice to meet you." Uh, As I've, I've heard, I've heard you've been going out and drinking every night in town up the town. And I was like, really? Like, who who's telling you that? And he's like, so and so. And I was like, well, I'm not sure if that was the most true statement. I've <laughs> like, I've never, I've never drank a beer in my life because I'm not old enough to. So, well, he might have been talking about apple juice out of a juice box. Now, that that could be believable. Yeah, yeah. All right. So <laughs> you're you're a story guy. Tell me about some. T- give me some stories. I know you got something funny that's happened this year that you can tell me about. The one that pops in my head just right away would be uh uh, a lot of it is me pulling pranks on my buddies. So sorry, Hoss, if, if you if you know what's about to be coming, she'll probably be smiling a little big right now. The yeah, so yeah we, uh, Hoss and I flew to California to shoot the Lease Nationals, and uh, and you know, and Hoss is a little stressed out was just with the travel and the winter call and stuff like that. He typically drives everywhere, um, so I was like, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna help him out a little bit. I'm gonna give him some some melatonin gummies so I, I i went and got a water bottle bought a pack of those and and i told him they were for me but i decided not to eat them so he can have the rest of them so i dumped them on in my hand and and gave them to him then he, he looks at the bag and he sees that's melatonin he's like whoa, whoa, whoa hold up hold up hold up what what does it say the the serving sizes on those gummies and uh, so I, I look on the bag real quick, and I weed, it says serving size, two gummies. And uh, I've given Hoss about 15. <laughs> and I go, go Hoss, uh, says the whole bag, you're good. So he eats, <laughs> eats the entire bag of melatonin uh, gummies, which if anybody doesn't know what melatonin is, it's designed to make you fall asleep on the flight. <laughs> and so we, we flew back on Red Eye, and well, I, I – Completely forgot about it the next morning, and we're walking the airport. And I'm like, man, horses, it's taking him a long time to read these signs. He's just kind of dragging his feet along. And then I thought, then I realized what I did. I go, 
I was like, Hoss, by the way, those gummies I gave you, those were, those were melaton gummies. He's like, what? And uh, then, then long story short, he, I end up flying back. I, I go, go check in, fly back home. He drives back to the house. He gets home about two o'clock. He uh, then, then he shoots me a text message about eight forty p.m. that evening. So that he says, uh, "Thanks for the whole slide, whole strength lives. I believe they just worn off. I just woke <laughs> up from a four and a half hour nap. <laughs> I got." We got Hoff to, to catch up on his uh, his sleep, so it was a it was a good chip. He he thought it was pretty funny after the fact that it didn't didn't affect him. No boy got hurt too much other than Hoff just got a good night's rest. He surprised me with a uh, first class uh, ticket for my birthday. So he's if anybody doesn't know Hoff, you'll be able to see him in the next few shoots. You can uh, he's he's the the guy that makes me look short that I post pictures of. His name's Hoff Stewart from Maryland. Have you heard the story? We're talking about Hoss now for a second. Have you heard the story about him and the golf cart when he wrecked the golf cart at the shoot? Yeah, I, I, I was actually at a dinner restaurant texting him, wondering where he was at when when he got a, a got a got had the golf cart incident. He cost actually is he he's got probably more stories than I do. But my, <laughs> don't my tell the story. Don't just about what Hoss has done. So, yeah, don't so. tell the story. I want everybody to go find Hoss. He's the biggest guy. He's he looks like I mean, he's seven foot tall. You can't so imagine. Miss him. Imagine me with red hair, but six nine. Yeah, that's that's the guy. Then 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 I'll even add another story. That I don't think Justin knows about that. You can uh, you can tell him about. We'll have uh, maybe we we'll have to do a podcast called Stories with Hoss Feud and Todd Hitch in our adventures. <laughs> the uh, the may or may not have been a uh, a chip called the one chip challenge that he ate at a at a certain said shoot that uh. I think he ended up not shooting the next day after he ate it, which really that, that's his story to be told, not mine, but that's that's probably better than any story I could tell. All right, so everybody go go find Hoss at the next shoot. He'll be at Nationals, I know. Go yep. find Hoss and tell him you want to hear about the when he wrecked the golf cart and the chip challenge. There's yep. two stories. And he's talking ask about the wrecked golf cart and potential alligators. Yes. Then ask then ask about the uh, the one chip challenge. <laughs> And uh, around the fit pass the next day. All right, you got anything else? Anybody that's uh, interested in lessons, uh, just let, let me know sooner or later. Just because I am booking up, I'm going. I'm already booking for Florida for this upcoming year, 2024. Uh, if anybody would like a lesson, lesson or has any questions about lessons and locations, uh, shoot me, shoot me a text message or email. My email and phone number is on my Instagram page. My email is in my bio and my. Uh, phone number is on my flyers, on my on my story, and on my posts. Uh, so just get, get in touch with me sooner than later on that. Thanks, man. This was fun. Appreciate awesome, you coming man. on. Thank you very much, Justin. Thanks for having me on. All right, man. Thanks for listening. Remember to visit us online at ShotgunSportsUSA.com. Check out the products that our sponsors have to offer, and we'll see you on the next one. 